Good evening, everyone. It's Amber Love from Vodka Clock Podcast and AmberUnmasked.com. Just reminding you that this is an explicit website and podcast. And today uh, we might be talking about things that some people would be considering explicit, even though I don't. Um, <laughs> so joining me is Lara Turstenyak, and she is from the uh, GoTopless.org movement, which is all about trying to get women the same freedom and rights that men have in public as far as uh, having their breasts covered or not covered. So, Lara, this is great. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me, Amber. Really great to be here. <laughs> so, so you, you did a, a nice little summary of Gotopolis there. <laughs> great. So um, I know that t- typically this is like um, a, an annual event, and there's always Go Topless Day, which is August 25th this year for 2013. Mm-hmm. And, Correct. Um, but obviously, this is something that people do all year long. I think there was, um, weren't there problems at like, um, in, was it Turkey? Now I can't remember. Now I feel bad that I didn't, I, I didn't. Uh, in Tunisia, there was, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and well, there's there's the slut walk that goes on, um, which is not mm-hmm. the same as go topless, but it is about you know trying to get women some rights um, and stuff. So, um, what else goes on you know with go topless day? Absolutely. Well, the go topless organization, just to give you a little background, was founded in 2007 after um, Rael, who is a spiritual leader of the Raelian movement, discovered uh, that uh, a woman named Phoenix Seeley, who has been in the media just most recently, but in 2007 she was arrested in New York and um, wrongfully arrested because it was legal in Manhattan where she was arrested. The police officer didn't know. Uh, so she uh, was taken, you know, was cited, et cetera, and then they went to court and she won $39,000 um, due for her wrongful arrest. And after that case, uh, Rail, who is, you know, very fundamentally about, you know, freedom and, and, and constitutional rights for men and women, um, decided why don't we start this uh, organization called Gotopolis. And so sure enough, it, it launched in 2007 and we made an uh, international Gotopolis Day which would be the the last Sunday of the of August, the closest day to August 26, which August 26 is Women's Equality Day. And for those that are not aware, it was in 1920 uh, on August 26 that women won the right to vote. And so, of course, the end of suffrage and women had the same constitutional right as men. So the whole point of Gotopolis Day is that women still constitutionally don't have the same rights as men because of this double standard of topless rights around the U.S. and, of course, you know, globally, but, of course, it started here in the U.S. because of the, the Constitution here. So, you know, you, you can see on our gotopless.org website we have a what we call a boob map, <laughs> and it's um, showing all the different places where Toplessness is legal in the U.S. and it's um, and it's where it's illegal and where of course there's topless actions going on. So what since uh, 2007 we started doing these protests on the the end of August and the first year we had four cities. The next year it was six or seven cities. The next year it was eight, ten. So this year we are uh, I believe in the U.S. 
We're at about 16 to 18 cities in the U.S., if not more, and over 40 cities around the world. So this has gone global. And as I said, you can see the boob map, and you'll see like a little dot on all the different places that we'll be having uh, protests on the 20, the 25th, this some, Sunday around the globe, uh, to, for women who are, you know, coming on board. So the GoTopless around the, throughout the year, GoTopless.org, of course, is searching for different cases, and you see that there's been, um, over the last couple of years, Seaman right away has gotten involved, um, in different topless protests in, in uh, Eastern Europe and different parts of, of Europe, et cetera. The, as you said, there was a recent case in Tunisia that just happened, and um, so I don't have the actual yeah, uh, information right in front of me to tell you all of that. But, but the bottom line for, for Go Topless and, you know, really what we're standing for and trying to get more and more men and women involved in, because it's, it's not only a woman's issue, it is a man who can also you know, stand up and say it's it's for gender inequality as well. So on this day, you know, men and women will march or protest in their cities where women will, whatever the local law is, if it's covering the nipple, if it's covering the lower part of the breast, because ironically enough, it's different in different in different cities. I didn't um, even realize I, that. Yeah. I, I thought I, it was well, just know, the I, nipple specifically. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. Some cities, it's from the nipple and down. Okay. Some cities, it's just the areola. Some cities, it's just the nipple. I mean, it's kind of weird how <laughs> how different and diverse it is that, you know, this this little square inch of your skin is legal, but this is not. So, you know, when you get down to it, it is pretty comical, but it's unfortunate. So here in California, where I live, um, we protest on Venice Beach every year and it's become you know an annual thing in the same place and it is the the nipple has to be covered or the you know the areola and nipple so uh we the first year and the second year of the first, a couple of the years we have had a company that has made um flesh like nipples like actual latex nipples that look like real nipples so that we put pasties of nipples over our nipples and that's legal that's legal i know flesh, yeah yeah um so with all of that uh yeah it's uh it's uh it's been you know pretty funny with the press because of course you know people are thinking that it's that that's okay you know even the police that day in the first couple of years that we did it the day of Gotopolis came over and a couple of the female officers wanted to buy a pair of the, the nipples on the side so very cute so yeah, I, I no, I it's um the the map was really helpful because that's how I you know I was trying to figure out in New Jersey like what the laws because I right. remembered I was at New York Comic Con one year and people were making a really big deal about a woman standing outside the Javits Center and she was topless and she was a mm-hmm. photographer so um she was standing there with her camera and getting all sorts of grief now she was doing this right literally right at the entrance of Comic Con. And it was what they call, um, they consider Sunday family day. So mm-hmm. it was just that there was, there were a lot of people freaking out about it because you weren't allowed in the convention to participate in the convention unless you meet the dress code standards of the convention. And that's true of San, this Comic Con in San Diego, true of all Comic Cons. So, um, it took me a while because I didn't know this at the time. I didn't know this till after the fact mm-hmm. when I saw her picture. Mm-hmm. And then somebody um, had mentioned, well, you know, they didn't think it 
who actually was illegal in New York City. And I thought, well, then that's strange. Then why isn't why isn't more of this going on? And then I had heard about the topless pulp uh, noir group. They they take their books to Central Park or different locations. They were they just did a protest at basically a protest, I guess, um, at the New mm-hmm. York Public Library where they take their books and they're topless and they read there. Now, that doesn't mean that you can go inside of a building, like I said, because you have to adhere to the dress codes of whatever you're going into. Of course. So um, when uh, when it comes to New Jersey, I know that there's only, like, one beach that I've heard of. I have no idea how to find it. <laughs> and then, then there's, um, like, naturist societies. That, right. That well, you can see also on our, our website um, in the top bar, it says topless laws, and you can link on there, and it'll show you kind of a list of the, the states that are top free or the within it, and there's, I think it is 20, 18 states, so Asheville, uh, well, city actually cities, so Austin, Texas, Asheville, North Carolina, Boulder, Colorado, Columbus, Ohio, Eugene, Oregon, Honolulu, Hawaii, Keene, North New Hampshire, uh, Key West, Florida, <laughs> Madison, Wyoming, New Orleans, um, oh, at New Orleans in Louisiana at Mardi Gras, as specifies. <laughs> very specific York, at Mardi Gras. Okay. Yeah, very specific, yeah. New York City, uh, Portland, Oregon, Santa Fe, New Mexico, South Miami Beach, Florida, on the beach, and Washington, D.C., so all of these have been topless tested cities um, around the country, and they are you are allowed to be topless in the cities, in the parks, et cetera. So just below that you can actually find says how can I find out if my city is topless? So you go you have to you know go to the municipal code and type in the word nudity. So if you look on our page, it kind of gives some some information. Because of course, we've had more people coming forth to that have run into problems and, and thought that it was topless and it wasn't, et cetera. And, again, as you said, there are in some cities, like in Santa Barbara, there's, a, you know, a nudist beach or in different areas there are these little pockets of beaches. And, as you said, sometimes they're not at all publicly, you know, made public, so it's very difficult to find. And just speaking of um, New Jersey, as you know, Phoenix uh, Feely, as I, I was mentioning earlier, right. um, She's the one who was the one who, you know, had the laws changed in, in New York and went to court and how Go Topless Day actually started most recently was just um, in the news again because of her, uh, right. she went in 2008 on a beach in New Jersey and refused to put her top on saying that she was practicing her equal rights. And at that time, in a very not so pleasant way, was removed in handcuffs from the beach, and they took her to a uh, mental institute, like a psychiatric ward, and kept her there for ten hours. Um, you know, locked in like a private chamber until finally she was released, and then told her she had to pay fourteen hundred dollars because you know of this keeping her there. So of course, you know, because of someone practicing their equal rights does not say that they are insane and there was no reason why the police officer should have taken her there. So, of course, she went to court for this. Now, this year, went to court. The Supreme Court turned it down, and um, she was told that I think they lowered the price to 800 something dollars. She still refused, so, of course, she had to do some jail time. So just a few weeks ago, August 5th, I think it was, that she went into, into jail and uh, decided to do a hunger strike Right. It was. About, I think you know, she was supposed to be like sixteen. Wrongful. 
Yeah, 16 days in jail, and they released her after 10 days, exactly. So Go Topless, of course, supported her completely. We had a little protest out the front of the jail and with a local um, Go Topless representative in the, in the area that drove out with a friend. And it was not a huge protest, but it was a protest there, and we made a lot of local news, which is great for, for Phoenix. And, you know, so it's cases like this, and if, if you look also, we have on our website a timeline which I love and I think it's fascinating going back to the 1400s of how toplessness, you know, was in the, the 15th century and and moving forward. And, you know, the, the laws on bathing suit laws for men, it was only in, in the 1920s that men got their right to go topless on the beach as well. So they had to fight at some point. So I think it was like the in 1910 or 1901, the, the, the bathing suit of a man was like just above the knees and it was a full body suit to the to the shoulder, you know. So, and it was, I think it was the 1920, it was, that men finally on the beach went topless. It was a bunch of surfers in New Jersey, again, New York and New Jersey, that went uh, shirtless or topless. And finally, it was short after that, I think it was 1929, that the laws changed and men were able to go top free. So, it's interesting because, of course, when you look through history, you see there's a clear line of how the progression has changed in, you know, a women's bathing suit had to be covering her ankles. You know, there were tights and somewhat similar to what, a, say, a Muslim woman has to wear if right. she wants to go in the ocean today, right. you know, and this is back in the in the early 1900s, whereas, you know, then in the mid-1900s, they, it couldn't be above the knee, and then they would actually cite them and measure, you know, their bathing suit, how far above the knee it was, and, and give them a fine if it was a certain, you know, amount, amount above the knee. So, you know, going up into the 1960s when the first bikini was, you know, and it was Bridget Margot who modeled the first bikini in the 1960s, and that was looked at as, you know, a two-piece bathing suit showing your belly button. And uh, it was so in, scandalous. Oh, 19, 1952, it was, 1952. So, you know, you know, when people ask us, why do you want to show your breasts? I mean, what's the big deal? And, you know, and, and of course, the arguments come up of women, women's breasts being a sexual object. Well, to a woman, a man's chest is, can be a sexual object. You know, looking at a beautiful chest is, is beautiful. You know, right. it, can, it can be exciting. So what's the difference, you know, and, and if a man is allowed to be shirtless, you know, then what's, what's to say that a man who has a breast the same size as mine is, is legal and mine is not, you know, so what is the difference? So there's, you know, been a lot of different conversations that have come up over the last, you know, four or five years since the topless started and we're hoping that more and more people talk about it and for sure we've made a bit of a wave around the planet because there are more and more women that are doing this. And there was a, a female named Moira Johnson, maybe you're familiar with her, who also practices her rights in New York City and is often topless in, in Manhattan and walking around. And she goes to different cities around, you know, the New York area that she knows are top free and, and will practice her right and talk to people and be in public places and whatnot. And was in, uh, in the news earlier this year, and last year, um, and uh, have you heard of Moira Johnson? No, I haven't heard of her. I've, um... You haven't heard of her? Okay. There's um, uh, there's a few news links on our website um, and if you look under news, and then uh, it goes back to 2012 where Moira Johnson was uh, 
was interviewed a few times on different TV shows uh, and news channels about her going topless and what was the purpose. And she was just saying, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm practicing the right. And, of course, a lot of people were like, what's going on? And there's children around. And But the bottom line is it, it is the right. So in a lot of the cities that I stated earlier, a lot of women aren't aware that it's legal because not a lot of women practice it because it's still somehow societally, society, societally, yes, <laughs> not accepted. Um, it's, it's so similar to Asheville. We had a, a protest there two years in a row in uh, Asheville, North Carolina, and it is a top three state, or a top three city. And when they did it, you know, a lot of women came out, but there was a massive protest, a big political. One of the, the local uh, mayors at that time was, you know, he was trying to, to I think he was the, uh, rallying to, to become a mayor and he was protesting against it and, you know, it became a big talk of the town and a lot of media around it. And, and of course they talked about trying to reverse the laws. And, you know, so of course the protest has been going on as, of, you know, women practicing their rights. So it took the first year, there wasn't as many people, but the second year, a lot of women came out to say, okay, we want to practice our right. But at the same time, when it's the first time that they're doing it, then it ends up being kind of a gawk fest where all the men come out and say, okay, all the girls are going to be topless, great, let's go take pictures and gawk at it, which, you know, even in Venice Beach, a lot of the times, you know, the first hour of, of women being topless, what men are all over the place, like, you know, bees to honey, I am trying to take pictures and get a, get a peek. And then after the hour has passed, all of a sudden it becomes like, oh, okay, yeah, I saw it. It's, it's normal now. Right. You know, so it's, again, it takes kind of like a filtration process of people getting used to it, whereas, you know, in Europe, on the beaches in south southern Italy or France, you know, full families are being topless, children running around naked, and grandmas and aunts and mothers and daughters are all top free, if they choose to be, of course. It's no no one way or the other. And it's very normal, you know, whereas you wouldn't see toplessness maybe in the other parts of the city if, if you know, to practice rights there, but on the beaches, it, it, it is accepted and allowed. So, you know, everyone has to question where it comes from, where the taboos start from, where the cultural acceptances come from, and and why. You know, why do we have such a perverse reaction to seeing the sight of a woman's breast? And now, you know, as I said, with where it's in most states, it's legal for, to show the breast but not the nipple. So what's so dangerous about the nipple? What's, you know, <laughs> right. one square inch of flesh is like, ooh, I could – you know, be put in jail and have a file with sex offenders and pedophiles because I showed one square inch of my my body. You know? And so this, this is this did actually, you know, it was one of those things where um, I my own personal experience with it was really I found hilarious given the context of of what was happening. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. at a porn show. I was at mm-hmm. the convention. That was, you had to be an adult to get into. It was for the adult entertainment industry. Um, so it was very specific as to, you know, there were, you know, strippers on poles. There were, you know, the actresses and the actors that you could meet. Um, there was mm-hmm. a, a sex dungeon off in the corner. And mm-hmm. um, so I went to a body painting booth and wanted to try body painting for the first time. So, okay. I'm a I'm a model, so I'm like it's like no big deal for me to just like take off my shirt all of a sudden. I was just like, yeah, okay, we'll right. take off my shirt. And the guy like he's like, no, 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 you have to cover up. And I'm like, what are you talking about? This is a top, you know, 
you're putting mm-hmm. paint on me. And he's like, he's like, let me, he's like, let me explain. He's like, the nipples have to be covered. So what, what I had to do was wait right. until he was exactly ready. He would quickly take the paintbrush and went, you know, zip, zip right over both nipples. And as soon as they were, had yellow paint on them, he's like, he's like, okay, now you can stand there and I'll get the rest of the stuff set up. I'm like, so uh, I'm like, yeah. are you kidding me? For like five seconds, yeah. you had to like freak out because, you know, I needed to have yellow paint yeah. on, yeah. on them. And, I, and it was just like, but this is an adult show. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it's, it's, there, there has been other adult shows that I've heard that, that, you know, that the, without having the pasties on, it's, it, it's illegal. And, you know, there's all these, um, I think when they do, they set up those kind of shows, they have to have all these permits. It's almost like the alcohol right. laws. They do. You can do. have beer and wine, but you can't have hard liquor. So it's like, well, you can show the breast, but you just can't show the nipple. You know, so it's, it's very, very funny when you think about it. <laughs> right. And it was, and it was actually interesting because they didn't have mm-hmm. alcohol there either, which I think is like yeah. part of the New Jersey thing too, is that you can't, yeah. you can't have alcohol and, you know, be naked in the same place at the same time. And I don't really, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, it's, it, it was just one of those, I don't know, it's just a really bizarre thing to me. I'm like, okay, so I can walk yeah. around in pasties. You know, and then thinking about you were talking about that you know when how how men have to you know find they had their own equality movement or their own whatever movement at, at some point, but they're decades ahead of of women, and you know it's like it's not like you have to um pass a test as a man mm-hmm. to be able to bear your chest, like you don't have mm-hmm. to look like Daniel Craig, you know you can look like Homer Simpson. <laughs> And and right. not have a shirt on, and yeah. you know, and nobody thinks of that. But yet, um, there's so much body shame going on yeah. in yeah. in a variety of communities, and that there's yeah. it's just so hard to have any fat on your body at all right now, mm-hmm. and then yeah. to do it and be comfortable being exposed. Um, mm-hmm. You know, this is it's. It's not for everyone. Exactly. I mean, I think that this is something that, you know, I I lived in Europe for many years, so and I have foreign parents, so I was brought up very open-minded as far as my body, and I saw my brothers naked, and I saw my parents naked up to, you know, an older age, and not not that they were walking around naked around around the house, but I mean, if they were getting in or out of the shower, there was never shame of, like, covering yourself, oh, don't look at me, or, you know, the my brother's never felt like for myself of like if I was getting changed and one of them walked in, it was not like, oh, shameful or get away, don't look, you know, until you start hitting puberty. And, of course, the natural biological thing hits of wanting privacy. <laughs> of course. But with all of that being said, it's it's interesting. I mean, for me, I'm of course, I'm American, but I have this kind of influence of a different culture. So, you know, having friends that were brought up in American homes and, and Different, you know, of course, different cultures have different ways of doing things. You know, what is one one thing for one culture is not for another, and who's to say what's right or wrong? And I guess, you know, for, for all of this, looking at in America specifically, because of course this is where 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 topicsness is is launched. But of course, it is a global thing, and of course, it's different within each country. But within in America, I think that 
the naked body is so used in the media and the media is such a massive thing in the States of how to, you know, whatever it's manipulate or to sell or advertising or et cetera. And as you said, like the body conscious of like, oh, you have to be a stick model, a stick figure model or a ripped man in order to be accepted in society. So there's all of these, as you said, the guilt and the shame about our own bodies, as well as a women, you know, a naked chest is massively used in selling things. You know, it's all related to sex. It's all related to a strip club or to something naughty or to something sinful or to something, you know, that, that you want to show, you know, media about a, a provocative TV show that's coming. They show a woman with a very low-cut shirt and a lot of red in the image. And, you know, so it's all very psychologically, you know, pre-thought, premeditated how they want to to manipulate. And I find that that is a very fascinating thing to to talk about with people to say, like, you know, where did you get your thoughts about the human body? Where do they come from? You not feeling well with your own body? Did they come from your parents? Is it a religious thing? Is it is it from your everyday media? And that's where, you know, the, when you see the, the women that have come on board with Gotopolis and who have never been top free before and, you know, walking on the beach and or taking their shirt off and doing a protest, how empowering it is for their own body. We had a a beautiful testimony from a girl last year who had never been top free, who'd heard about it for a couple of years and finally decided, you know what, I'm going to do it. She said, up until even getting there, I didn't think I'd have the guts to take my shirt off and do it. Not because I was afraid of people seeing me, but because I was ashamed of my how small my breasts were. And she had, you know, a beautiful little B cup but she's always had a, a breast complex. Oh, so, that's and, amazing. You know, and, and had this and did the whole march and did a testimony again. And, and it was a couple of years before there was a woman who had never had her shirt off outside. And she was like a double D, very, very big and buxom woman. And it, she did the, the protest with us and said a very similar thing of how liberating and freeing it felt. And she said, I don't think I've ever lived an experience of feeling the fresh ocean breeze on my full, on my breast. It was such a different feeling of like, of an exhilaration. So, you know, the, the whole point behind Gotopolis is, of course, to change the laws, but it's also in educating women to feel okay with their own bodies, for society to accept the body of not being a sexual object, not being something dirty or sinful or dangerous. And, and that, has to happen one day at a time. And we can see it through the timeline just since, you know, six years of being present in the mainstream and, and doing these protests every year is that they're getting bigger, they're happening in more cities, more and more people are coming out of the woodwork going, yeah, I want to get involved, I want to help, I want to do this because women need to have a voice. It's up to us to say, no, it's not right. You know, just like Alice Paul did in, in, you know, the, in the early 1900s who stood out the side of the, the, the White House every day in the middle of winter to say, I want, we want, and we deserve the right to vote. We have a voice. Women are human beings. So it's the same process in a different way, of course, that women are going through now, just like going from a one-piece bathing suit to a two-piece bathing suit to you know, knowing that the belly button is not sinful and it's not a sexual thing because the belly button was looked at just as much as a nipple is looked at now as being a sexual object. But now we see belly buttons and half belly buttons and half shirts and bikinis all the time, and it's it's nothing. It's it's a part of our body that is accepted. So this is you know, of course, the journey that Go Topless is trying to help support in everyone looking at you know 
the human body is beautiful. We were born beautiful. Our, all the different shapes, sizes, colors is, is, is beautiful. We should love ourselves. And if we can love ourselves and feel okay without guilt and shame towards ourselves, then we can start accepting the bodies of other people. And of course, if, you know, it, and, and also to have the right, because, you know, it's, it's down to, it's not saying that everyone's going to run around sh- shirtless. It means that I have the choice if I want to. You know, right. this is a really fundamental part of it as well. And I think that's... Oh, sorry, you're going to say something. I, no, I think, you know, I think the freedom of choice is, it's a really big issue with so many different things. I mean, um, obviously women's rights, abortion rights, um, you know, in some countries women can't drive, I, you know, just... It's mm-hmm. it's just one of those things where you could just say, yes, I have the right to do this. I choose not to. Just like, you know, if it's making, yeah. a, you know, making marijuana legal, you know, have, you know, the the right is perhaps yours, but you choose not to. Yeah. Well, whatever it yeah. is, it's just, it's, yeah. it's not giving people any responsibility. And instead, what yeah. we've established is, uh, is rape culture. And that's obviously a really big problem. Uh, there, one of my favorite internet memes is this beautiful girl standing there with just, you know, like, um, pasties or something. I think she has like electrical tape over her nipples and this big mm-hmm. sign and it says, still not asking for it. And, right. you know, and which is like from the slut walk. Exactly. From the slut walk. Right. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it, it, that one image of that one woman is so amazing to me. Uh, because it's true because it's that this is what this is what we're told is you know mm-hmm. obviously you know her skirt is too short or you know or she's wearing the sexy dress or whatever you know whatever it is mm-hmm. like you don't there's no separation between I want to feel sexy right now and I want to you know and you know I want sex mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. And so instead, and then there's the whole, you know, as we're talking about going topless, we're trying to remove the sex from it and just say, look, this is just my body. Yeah, exactly. It's and my body and I should have the right to choose yeah. what I want to do, what how I want to live it, how I want to express it. Right. And Whether I, think, I wear a bikini or a corset or a topless or whatever, just like a man can. Exactly. I feel yeah. really bad about, um, because I've had pictures um, reported on Facebook which are, it's funny because I, I never had a nipple exposed on Facebook, but they were mm-hmm. still reported. And um, a friend of mine, uh, his wife's pictures were reported because they were pictures of her breastfeeding. Again, mm-hmm. you're not seeing, mm-hmm. you're not even seeing nipple, but it was yeah. breastfeeding. And this really gets my goat because now you're specifically saying this is a natural act. And yeah. And people need to go around policing that, saying, oh, my God, yeah. I've seen your wife's breast. And somebody, yeah. you know, was just getting kicked out of a restaurant and being threatened that they were going to be arrested because the the wife, you know, started to breastfeed right there. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. so the restaurant, you know, manager has to come over and say, you're not allowed to do that here. And it's like, well, why not? Yeah. I'm eating. Why can't my child eat? <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's an interesting website um, that will give, if people are curious about that, that are listening, it's ncfl.org, and it's um, all about, like, talking about the the, the laws on breastfeeding. 
um, so issues and research, et cetera, on breastfeeding. So, um, yeah, that's, I mean, we've obviously covered some, some articles uh, on, on gotopless.org as well about breastfeeding because exactly that, that women are shunned and looked down at and, you know, about feeding their baby the most healthy and nutritious thing that, uh, you know, is the, the best way to get the highest immune system and the nutrients to a child. And so telling them they can't feed their baby, which is the most natural thing that every mammal in the, on the planet does. So, and, and, and this again goes to the taboo and the, the, the media, the culture behind how we see the breast. And yes, we are in, in a handicapped society because if, a can't, if, if human beings can't see the importance of a woman feeding her child, then there's something really wrong. And, um, and on this website, it was very interesting to me because I, I was looking earlier today that President Obama actually made, which I think on March 23rd of 2010, he did a Reconciliation Act about women's rights for breastfeeding in public and um, the whole article about it, which which was beautiful for me to see, and of course all the different cities and states that have made laws to support them, and also made laws about if it happens that their workplace kicks them out, or a restaurant, or a public thing, then they have specific rights, and you know that their jobs should should actually provide you know a room for them to go and you know get their breast milk for their baby that's at home, you know that kind of thing, to to excess their breast milk and. So it's quite it was quite fascinating for me to read and and of course there are still states that have the most minimal so you're going to see of course the reaction from people that are not aware of it because there's a lack of awareness around it and there is actually a campaign about doing education um, for developing an education campaign unfortunately only in five states that they're doing this education campaign um, but but it is happening so. Again, I think it's progressive, but I also think that we've kind of gone backwards because I think my mom would probably say, you know, in the 70s when she had when she had me, she was breastfeeding me and there was absolutely no problem, you know, in, in the mindset of people at that time. So where we think that we've developed, sometimes we've gone backwards. So it's, it's really right. interesting. Right. Yeah. And, and, that's, yeah. and what's really funny is my mom said the exact opposite. She's like, oh, because I was born in 72. My mom's like, I, I, I assumed that I was breastfed. And she was just like, oh, she's like, no, by then she's like, nobody was doing that anymore. And it was just because of the yeah. mass, the mass marketing, um, in mass production of all of the, yeah. you know, the over the counter artificial milk or whatever it is. And yeah. it was just one of those things where industry took over. So, therefore, the breasts went away. Yes. Yeah. Um, and one one of the cities that I noticed um, on uh, that that is going to have a go topless demonstration is Toronto at twelve o'clock, Ashbridge's Bay Park at Hubbard Boulevard and Hammersmith Ave. And the reason that I'm specifically bringing up Toronto is because most of my listeners are comic book people. And it's this mm. is the weekend for Toronto um, Comic Expo. So mm. <laughs> a lot of my listeners will actually okay. be okay. On, their way, <laughs> on their way there. Um, and Comic uh, book and breath. There you go. Yes. Well, <laughs> if there's one thing that comics are good at showing, it is ridiculously gravity-defying breath. Um, yeah, we, it's brought up a lot how, um, you know, 
the the artists go to school and they learn anatomy and stuff like that, but then when it comes time to publish, those breasts suddenly are not anatomically correct. Gotcha. That's funny. Um, so do you, do you feel, I mean, that that, that community is supportive of, of um, topless rights? Or toplessness, or I think, that. yeah, I think most most of them are. It's just, um, yeah, it's. Uh, I think they're they're more upset about body image as a whole, where, right. um, you know, it's not only that the women are shown scantily clad. That's one particular thing, mm-hmm. but it's that they are shown practically deformed in a lot of comics. Not not okay. all of them, not all of them by any means, because there's plenty right. of plenty of great examples of of women who are drawn really well in comics. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just that they're always shown with these, you know. At le- it was especially it was like in the 90s. Now it's getting it's getting so much better, but um, yeah. with the, the the really gigantic breasts, the very elongated spine that is, you know, like so ridiculously inaccurate mm-hmm. the way the way they're drawn. Mm-hmm. Um, Itty bitty waist that could never possibly support anything. Like people talk about Barbie and how the Barbie doll is ridiculous, but there I have seen right. some, some comic book female characters that are way more ridiculous than Barbie could ever be. And <laughs> and a lot of it has. And then they do the poses where, um, and we get this in Hollywood a lot too, uh, with even today's stars, where it's always like the yeah. butt shot. You know, there's always a butt shot, and she's turned because you need to be able to see both the T and the A. Right. And, Right. Um, you know, but it's, it is getting better in comics and that's a great thing mm-hmm. because, um, you know, the people who want to see it can, you know, and want to make that and can draw that, then that's great. They do it. And, um, the fans who don't want to read that just don't read that. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just, it's really hard when it's, when it's a legacy character that has a mm-hmm. lot of weight in the history, mm-hmm. like, um, Catwoman, for example, uh, there's mm-hmm. a there's a lot of big problems with um, some, the Catwoman, the way that she was drawn recently, about a year ago. And it's not that you can just re- – you don't want to just replace that. You don't want to – when you've been buying a book that has so much history to it and a mm-hmm. character who's been around for so many decades, um, mm-hmm. people have said, you know, oh, my daughter used to like this character. And I can't give her this book, you know. Right, and right. You know, it's one of those things where they just, they've really sexualized a lot of the characters that have been around forever. Um, mm. You know. Are most of the artists men? Most of them. That's changing too. Okay. But um, right. a lot of the women yeah. in comics are going to be independent people. Right. You know, that's right. that's the big issue is that um, yeah. it's the, the mainstream, those big iconic characters are not necessarily... Mm. Those publishers are not necessarily like crazy about hiring women and keeping them happy. If they get there, they don't. Yeah. Have, you know, there's like a few, yeah. a few that a lot that last a, a good long time and make their mark. But otherwise, a lot of the women are in independent comics and or they're in ed- editorial, which I find really fascinating. Like, you know, there's all yeah. these women in editorial, and yet there's all these female fans complaining. Mm. <laughs> Well, I think it's interesting, I mean, when looking at, you know, as what you're saying of kind of looking at the human, you know, the woman's body and, and how it's drawn, et cetera, like even in our timeline going back to, you know, the the the, the beginning of the 1400s of the, the common photographs of, you know, the mid-1400s of 
women being topless, you know, in paintings or, or, or completely naked, you know, the early paintings and, and, and you see in museums today are, are many, you know, women are, are naked in many of them, men not completely, but also men were too. So, you know, it goes back so far. And of course, there's been dips and flows depending on the, the, the influence of religion behind it, the influence of, you know, our own, um, guilt around sexuality. And I think that what's really important to also see is if we're suppressing something, then it's going to come out in some other way. So if somebody is suppressing their sexuality, then it's going to maybe come out in their art or it's going to come out in their, in their expression or in the way that they dress or, you know, something. There's an imbalance. So if we can live in our sexuality, in our balance, if our body is in harmony, if we feel in harmony in, in the way that we see ourselves and in the way we see others, then there isn't going to be an imbalance. But if there is that imbalance, then it's going to come out. And, of course, that that's where we see how men, you know, will look at women if they have a, an imbalanced sexuality, an imbalanced way of, of uh, uh, that they were brought up, then of course that is the way that they perceive a woman as dirty or, oh, they're, they're a slut because they wear this kind of clothing or they're asking for sex as we've talked about before. Or, as you said, seeing the object or expressing that object of the woman's body in a sexual way. So, you know, so much of it is, of course, the education of where we've come from and, and it's never going to happen overnight how we change the way we see each other and at the same time, we are all sexual beings, you know, otherwise we wouldn't be here, you know, exactly. that we come from that. So so that expression of our sexuality is, is an important part of who every individual is. And it's when we repress it that it becomes dysfunctional and it starts to become, you know, crooked and sideways. And, and then we start to take on all these other thoughts of guilt and, and, and repression about our own bodies and, and of course, uh, other people's bodies or the opposite sex body. So, you know, the, the the important thing, and I think, you know, for at least for GoTopless.org, of course, it's an equality issue. It's the main underlying thing of the, the Constitution and, and the equal rights to men. But, of course, within that, there is so much education and there is so much to 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 work on as individuals, to work on as a society, to work on culturally and nationally and internationally. I mean, it was like we look at our female sisters in Muslim countries and what they have to live in, you know, not able to even show their face. And this is looking at a primitive way of being, you know, in a modern world and it still exists on this planet. So it shows us that we have a lot of work to do if people around us are only, you know, not accepting only one square inch of our chest, then, you know, we, we actually are quite advanced as far as where they're at, but are we advanced of where, you know, a percentage of the planet is is going. You know, we we have to see that the human body is accepted in in every part, in whether whatever our shape or size, right? Did and you, that we're and that we're equal, right? Well, and equal yeah. equal is just such a big question. Did you yeah. um, hear about the cases uh, in high schools where? They were actually forbidding strapless dresses at no. at prom. Yeah, I did not hear about that. This was, in my opinion, ridiculously crazy because if you uh, read the criteria that was then issued as to what was a, an acceptable dress, um, uh-huh. it was it, simply whether or not something had straps on it seemed ridiculous, mm-hmm. considering that. You could then, like, 
have a plunging neckline or, you know, have some like have mm. a have a slit that goes all the way up to the hip, you know. Right. But, you know, it was just sort of this very bizarre thing that they specifically went after the chest and mm-hmm. and said that, you, you know, and it was like, really, what is the big difference between a spaghetti strap and no strap? Like, it's literally yeah. there just to make you feel more secure that your dress is not going to fall off. Uh, it's not like that it's called a spaghetti strap because it's literally that thin of a, of a little piece of fabric right, holding, right. holding it up. And it was. Do you know where it was? That it um, there happened? was, there was at least one in New Jersey. Um, but I think there was, there were several. It was a very bizarre thing that this was the first year that I heard about such craziness. Um, right. I want to say it was Raritan. Might have been Raritan Township in New Jersey. Um, okay. Yeah. And the notion was that it was a strapless dress was somehow too risky. There, yeah. Yeah. I'm just looking at it here. USA Today, New Jersey Middle School keeps strapless dress band for dance. Right? Yeah. Okay. And yeah. like, never mind the fact that historically women have worn strapless dresses in very puritanical times. You know, like the yeah. 50s. Yeah. My, you yeah. know, I've seen some beautiful dress, vintage dresses from the '50s, and old, you know, yeah. old Hollywood and old prom photos and bridal yeah. photos. It was, it's really not that, you know, to, to me that bizarre of a thing, unless there was some sort mm-hmm. of like big problem at the school where boys were going down ripping off clothes. But you know, it teach the boys not right. to rip off somebody's clothes. Right, exactly. As opposed to like making it, yeah. I mean, it's the same thing with like the 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 holding hands rules and the hugging rules and yes. you know all of these different things that have been going on in different schools and you know and that's where again we see in different cities and different states really different and bizarre things are happening. You know, and it's like wow, this is going on there. How how is that? You know that if two people, two friends in a school can't give each other a hug or can't hold hands or can't you know. So it's um yeah it's we we have come a long way but in some ways we we're going backwards so it's it's really important to people to be aware of it and to question themselves as where where it's coming from and yeah. to, to stand up and make a voice about it because it's not acceptable to just accept that kind of behavior right and um yeah you know when when there are go topless protests uh. There's um, uh, on your map. You have Washington D.C. and Philadelphia and New York, um, mm. among among many of them. And there's there's nothing in New Jersey. And what's um, what the problem with protests, like you said, is when you start out with just a couple people, it mm-hmm. you feel like you're not making the sort of statement that you want to make. It's almost like, well, those two weirdos have this to say. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it, it, when you have a much larger number, then it's yeah. like, oh, wow, all of these people have something to say. Yeah. So getting started in some place, it's um, like I just don't even know how to do that. And it's like, you know, and the fact that like Phoenix was arrested here in Jersey. Uh, yeah. It's like, it, you know, it's like this is a this is a state that celebrates, you know, drunk people on the boardwalk being put on camera and like having their skirts yeah. fly up over their heads. This is, this is yeah. something that's okay. And like, you know, ridiculous lewd behavior in public is okay, but you can't just enjoy yourself on the beach. <laughs> Topless. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, it's it's. I mean, I, there's actually quite a lot, and it's interesting when you look at the history of how much of it has come from from New York. You know, right. there's a you know the change of them. You know, in 1929 when men had the law changed, it was in New York. So there's a lot of uh, shifts and revolutions that launch in New York. So not hearing this from New Jersey is is uh, not surprising at all. Yeah, and, it's uh, just you know yeah. we have the beaches. I mean, that was the thing was yeah. you know yeah back when uh when everybody from New York and I guess it still happens, everybody from New York kind of comes mm-hmm. down to the to the Jersey Shore. Um but if you you know, those there's some if you ever get to look at up old photos, it's so remarkable of how magnificent yeah. everything used to be. And um, you know, now we're everybody's recovering from the the storm of course. So it's a whole different yeah. ball game right now. Yeah, of course. Of course. Um, I mean, you know, it's when you think about the the early settlers that were, you know, the American Indians that were here in America before the Europeans came and they were topless or like the Hawaiians that were there before Captain Cook came and covered them all up. You know, it, it's been in cultures to the acceptance of our body right. for, for, you know, for many years. And it is that puritanical, you know, judo-christian background where most of the sin and the lack of acceptance of the human body has come from so you know it's it's really powerful and of course we have the massive bible built across the states and where most of those laws are are different and where you know people are are thinking you're going to burn in hell if you wear you know too low of a, a dress or or of course practicing your topless rights or anything so you know it, it's it's interesting. It's important for people to know the history, to understand it, and how it shifted and changed, and then to, of course, look at where we're at presently and, and know where they're at. So, yeah. I, and I, again, I just I encourage people to look at the timeline on GoTopless, um, GoTopless.org/timeline. You can see it, or you can just click on the bar when you go to the website. Um, I find it, I find it really very interesting. The it's information that's put up there. <laughs> yeah, and but yeah. They, you know, thinking about the, um, you know, how the indigenous people uh from from the various you know hawaii and and here in the continental area how different it was i was just thinking about um somebody had just like instagrammed a picture of their travels through seattle and it was a you know the starbucks sign and the original starbucks logo that's out there in the you know the northwest is the mm-hmm. the mermaid with the two tails and she's topless and it had right. to, had to be changed to get Starbucks throughout the country. Right, <laughs> like it's coffee. Wow, it's a mermaid. Really I didn't know that. That's yeah. really interesting. Yeah, wow, I'm just looking at it now. That the I, I just googled it. The Starbucks logo. That's really funny. Yes, it was a mermaid. You're right. With a, a topless chest. <laughs> and, <laughs> that's really funny. That, that's new information to me. I, I'll have to share this with our GoTopless.org to put that picture on our website. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, really great. Really great. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So. Well, Lara, where will you be celebrating GoTopless Day? I will be on Venice Beach, California, with a lot of other people, and I'll be the one that's doing the the, the go topless speech. And sometimes we'll get it, you know, we'll usually get it video recorded and up online. 
Um, it has been a couple years in a row and online. And, of course, the parade, there's always different YouTube clips that people grab and post right away, um, depending on how long YouTube will allow it to be there. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, I'll be in Venice Beach, and uh, there will be other uh, other demonstrations. And if you are interested, you the listeners out there, then go to gotopless.org and go to the boob map, which is uh, go to, it's under Go Topless Day. And you can see uh, all across the nation, of course, in Europe, if you're in different countries or heading to another country, you can also uh, share it with your friends. There is also a gotopless.org Facebook page. So it's just facebook.com slash gotopless. And And Twitter. um, Lots of posts. And Twitter, of course, yes. So, yeah, follow us. And, of course, if you have any interesting information, similar to uh, what you just shared with me about Starbucks, which is fascinating. <laughs> um, please do let us know. Send us photos, send us articles, send us your thoughts. Um, you can just uh, write to info at gotopless.org uh, with any kind of comments that you'd like to share or if you want to support or start a Gotopless Day in your city. Um, feel free to contact us. We'll let us let you know what you need to do and in the future send flyers or if you're you're coming up on this Sunday and you want to do something really quick, then you can also uh, contact us and we can get you some flyers quickly in the post so you can uh, you can know what to do in your area. So okay, it's so been now a real pleasure to be here, Amber. Oh, <laughs> thank you so much, Lara. So on yeah. the on the map, if it says um, like some of your icons showing the cities are bare breasts, mm-hmm. and then there are breasts with mm-hmm. sensor written across it. So what does it mean if sensor sens- meaning it's not allowed to be completely top free? That it's usually we have to cover the nipple. Okay, so in Pittsburgh, my yeah. Pittsburgh friends, it, you are censored. I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. But in Columbus, yeah. Ohio, you are not. I find that fascinating. You are not. Isn't it fascinating? Columbus, Ohio, you can go completely topless. Like, and if you click on it, usually it'll tell the address or, or the the time. Some of them don't have it yet, but most yeah. of them have um the time where and where it's going to be in the at the time and where it's going to be exactly yeah, yeah. so uh Pittsburgh <laughs> you are you are 3 to 6 at uh the uh common 600 commonwealth place across from the Wyndham hotel um that's great and uh Philadelphia, yeah. Philadelphia I don't see there's no announcement yet as to where in Philadelphia okay yeah yeah should okay. be up there soon Okay. So you, a lot of them, because I know there's been some like these people having to get permits and things like that at the last minute, and some, they did have some problems. I know in Pittsburgh, getting the permits, and uh, I think it finally went through, but it may be the case for some of the other cities as well. So, yeah. And if there isn't an information, sometimes it means maybe there was a uh, an event there last year, but someone isn't doing it this year. So if there is someone that wants to do it, let us. Like I said, let us know. Um, and uh, get on out there. And if we can't get flyers and things too, you can always just get a poster board and write what you want about, <laughs> about freedom. Being, we'll yeah. send you some information and, uh, yeah, and practice your, your rights or stand up for them in the places where you can't practice them. That's great. So. Yeah, absolutely, guys. <laughs> just um, don't get arrested. Um, we'll, you know, obviously, if you do, we'll cover it. We'll cover that in the news. <laughs> um all right, everybody, don't forget, it's gotopless.org, and you can find all our social media links there. Lara uh, has been fabulous to share her time this evening on such short Thanks notice. Thanks so much. Yeah, super fun to be here with you guys. And, um, yeah, I, I, I hope you have a, a great Gotopless day. Where are you going to be? Are you going to go to New York or one of the cities? Yeah, I wasn't going yeah, to because I'm, like, under the gun for a deadline. Gotcha. But, gotcha. Um, okay. 
but I, if I was going to hit one, it would probably. You're promoting us. So I awesome. am. If I was, <laughs> if, if I knew where the Philadelphia one was, that would probably be the one I'd consider most. But um. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, hopefully uh, there'll be something coming up, and if not, then uh, thank you so much for at least covering us. That's really great. Yeah, you know, it would be great. Um, there's the little town near Philadelphia called New Hope, Pennsylvania. It's one of my favorite little towns, and it's like a big, um, you know, like gay pride kind of town. So, what is it called? New Hope. New Hope, New Pennsylvania. Hope. Yeah. Okay, that's a, that's a great name. <laughs> it's a great name. There's wonderful wild people there. Um, so they they understand equality in that little town. And, yeah. Uh, and wonderful. The, I would if definitely if uh, anybody wanted to be there, I would do that. That's for sure. Um, so, guys, um, thank you for listening to Vodka O'Clock again another week. And don't forget, it's amberonmass.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Elizabeth Amber. And, um, you know, I will see you guys at Baltimore Comic Con very soon. Thanks for listening. Bye.